Welcome to the Hollywood Editing Mentor Podcast. My name is Joaquin Elizondo, and I edit films and scripted TV shows in Hollywood. I created the Hollywood Editing Mentor Program to help aspiring editors start or advance their careers in post-production. I don't have any training in coaching or some fancy degree in psychology. I'm just a guy who is relentless in pursuing his goals and wants to help people do the same. But I didn't achieve happiness and success in my career alone. Throughout the years, I've come across some amazing people that have offered valuable advice and guidance. That's why I created the Hollywood Editing Mentor Program, to help people navigate the path to achieving their career goals. I've been in your shoes and gone through the same struggles. The challenges and fears on this journey are real. And I want to tell you, it is possible. Keeping things going here with episode 21 of the Hollywood Editing Mentor Podcast. So excited to have a very good friend of mine on the show today. Editor and assistant editor Chris Cavanaugh is here to talk about the importance of putting in the work to prepare ourselves for big opportunities, which he recently got when he was asked if he was ready to co-edit an episode of the hit Netflix show, Narcos Mexico. We'll hear all about that later on, as well as other cool stories from the past five years, because, well, that's how long I've known Chris. And it was five years ago that Chris and I landed in LA and started our journey to transition from unscripted to scripted television. We met at a network event not long after we both arrived in LA from New York City and instantly connected and became friends. We supported each other during this transitional period, eventually broke into scripted TV editorial in Hollywood, and now we actually got a chance to work together on Narcos Mexico. That's because Chris was my assistant editor on season three, and we got the opportunity to co-edit an episode together. So now that he has his first co-editing credit, Chris is also going to share his strategy for making his way to the editing chair full-time. Chris and I will also be discussing how he got out of his comfort zone in order to transition from unscripted to scripted television, ways to build trust with colleagues, the importance of putting yourself out there and communicating your interests and goals, how we can find emotional support by being part of a community, the benefits of defining your career goals earlier in life, why it's important to give a job 100% effort even if you know it's not suited for you, saying no to work that is not going to lead us down the right career path, steps to take after getting your first co-editing credit, and much more practical advice and stories from two people that made a career change to pursue their dreams. Before we get to our guest, though, I just want to remind you to join the Hollywood Editing Mentor community by visiting hollywoodeditingmentor.com community. It's a great resource to learn about editing and the world of post-production, including technical and storytelling skills, and ways how you can improve your networking, develop better relationships, improve your confidence, and best of all, you can connect with other like-minded members. So sign up today. It's free to join by visiting hollywoodeditingmentor.com community. Also would appreciate your support of this podcast by subscribing and leaving a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. And don't forget to share this episode with anyone that is looking to start or advance their editing career in film and television. All right, guys, here we go with episode 21 of the Hollywood Editing Mentor Podcast with editor and assistant editor, Chris Cavanaugh. Very excited to have my good friend, Chris Kavanaugh, here on episode 21 of the Hollywood Editing Mentor Podcast. ¿Qué tal, mi amigo? How are you doing, Chris? Good to have you here. What's up, Joaquin? It is so good to be here. So good to be hanging out with you. And uh, yeah, man, just good morning to you. Dude, I, you know, I throw in the Spanish because I know you've been polishing those uh, Spanish skills. <laughs> you just wrapped uh, season three of Narcos Mexico. And I know how much work you put in to, to learn Spanish. Thank you. Thank you. I am getting there. You know, I'm getting there. You know, that was that was definitely something 
that was, uh, you know, a big, you know, question mark, you know, I had going into the season that, you know, the people around me like you and, and others helped put at ease. You know, I'd taken some Spanish in high school and a little bit in college. Um, but it was, uh, yeah, yeah, we got through it and, um, you know, it, it, it was awesome. You know, I love the fact that, that, that was my experience, you know, there were enough challenges and then we got to throw some Spanish in there for another challenge, but it was fantastic. Yeah, man, it was great. Well, I mean, look, I mean, we're going to be sharing a lot of stories here. I've known you for now for a couple of years. We're friends, first of all, uh, but you were my assistant editor on season three of Narcos Mexico. And and I wanted to say, you know, it, one of the things I found really impressive was that, you know, when you, when we started working on that season, I mean, you literally, I mean, you went off and like learned Spanish and you were even thinking, you were, I remember you talked about getting this like this headset that like or something that would translate yeah, yeah. the words like into Spanish as you heard them. Like, it's crazy. I tried that. Yeah, there was this thing called Ambassador by it's like a company called Indigo. And, you know, that actually did not end up working out. It was just the software. It was kind of like talking into your phone. It was never going to give you the sort of the, the translation that you that you needed. But it was it was all about preparation. You know, I was doing this podcast called Coffee Break Spanish, which is just like rudimentary Spanish in the car on the way to Narcos. But it, it's about preparation. It's about doing everything that you can and then being open to suggestion and saying, okay, I need to do something differently, or I just need to, to try my hardest. I mean, it is, it's, to me, it's, it's such a, um, an amazing show to work on that, you know, it wasn't even a question, you know, was I willing to put in the work? Um, because absolutely, I mean, it's such a, it's such a quality show. There's such quality people on it that I was like, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to put in the spare time. I'm going to do what I can to, you know, to make it work. And, and, you know, hopefully I did all right. And I mean, again, the, there's so many people on that team who are supportive uh, in that environment. They're like, oh, yeah, I can help you out with this. Or like, you know, what is, well, what's this exactly? And But it, the people there, they're seeing that you're trying and you are trying to, uh, you know, immerse yourself in the culture and respect the culture and, um, you know, make the best of it. And I think that that, that kind of goes both ways. Oh, dude, oh, I, I heard your ADR lines in Spanish. So, you, I mean, you, you did very well, man. You were certainly prepared. prepared. And you know what? That's kind of part of the, you know, the, the theme of this episode is being prepared for those big opportunities. Uh, you, like I said, you, you were assisting me on season three of Narcos Mexico, but you came out of that season with a co-edit, man. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you very much. And, you know, thank you for the congratulations and thank you for putting me in a position to earn that. Um, you know, that uh, I had, you know, it was so incredibly stimulating. I had so much fun working with the showrunner and, um, you know, it felt really, you know, worth it. All the work I've been putting in to get in a position for someone to say, hey, you know, do you want to take a shot? Do you think you can do it? Um, so thank you. I mean, it, this is, you know, I'm, I'm currently assisting on a path to editor and doing everything I can to become an editor. And this feels like a big step. And, um, you know, I, I try to do the assistant job the best that I can so that I can have those opportunities. You know, even though sometimes the assistant job, I don't think naturally suits, you know, um, what I'm necessarily good at, I still have to put in, you know, 100% to, um, to get those opportunities. So thank you. Absolutely, man. You 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 do, you give it a, you give it a hundred percent more than that, actually. And you know, yeah, you are prepared, man. Like I said, I mean, like it was impressive how when we before we started the season in Narcos Mexico, like I said, you were already kind of you know polishing your Spanish, and then when that opportunity came up uh, to co-edit, because it just kind of happened, and it was like, hey, Chris, you ready? And of course, 
you said, hell yeah, bring me in, put me in coach, you know, <laughs> like, so, so, uh, we're going to talk about that today, uh, hopefully provide some, uh, advice to our listeners and show them kind of by example. Um, and also, you know, look, the fact we've known each other now, what you said right now, prior to recording, you said you looked at the emails, so it was 2016, right? Yeah. Five years, <laughs> five, five years. And, but the thing is, is that we came to LA looking for the same thing. We both were editors in Unscripted for many, many years, the majority of our career, came to LA and decided we wanted to transition to scripted television and, and film. We met on a hike with our, our very good friend, Zach Arnold, shout out to him, and that he used to do with his Fitness and Post program. We met there, I remember the first thing I, I asked you, or I said to you was like, dude, I, you look like Jake Gyllenhaal, man. Uh, <laughs> I wish, I'm, like, I'm like a poor man's, poor man's Jake, Jake Gyllenhaal at, at best. But that hike, you know, that hike was the, was the first time that we met. And I have, I have really good memories of that. And I looked back at the emails and um, it was uh, Zach's assistant at the time, Natalie Boshan, who's an editor now she was organizing hike and said oh yeah you know come on out and we'll meet and we we're meet up at you know Griffith Park and uh and you know that was that was that was a big that was sort of a first step you know being out here I had been in uh been on the east coast for a long time had done some scripted stuff but had gone sort of back into unscripted um to sort of make a living for a long time and then you know 10 years later out here and I just said, you know, I really want to give this another shot. I really feel like I need to give this another shot. And so started looking out on Facebook and, you know, found, you know, BCPC, which we'll talk about more. Uh, but yeah, I ended up connecting with Zach through BCPC and, and, and Fitness and Post and came out. And so, yeah, I met Zach and you on the first day. Uh, I met you guys together on the, on the same day. Um, ended up going to work for both of you. But yeah, that that hike, you know, I, I have a lot of uh, good memories of that hike. And, you know, one of the things that was so interesting to me about that hike, there were probably 20 people, and I'm probably still, you know, in touch with seven or eight of those people. One of the things that I thought was so cool about that particular hike, we hiked to Griffith Observatory, um, was that you and I kind of ended up um, in the same place, which was at the back of the line of the hike. And what was so kind of cool about that was you know, we had started out talking to Zach and then both sort of naturally ended up dropping back and talking to each person there on the hike. And then like we both ended up in the back and talking to each other. And, you know, whereas, you know, somebody who, you know, Zach, Zach's, you know, a really well-known editor and, you know, somebody might make the mistake of like just trying to talk to Zach and, you know, staying in his orbit and, you know, you and I were both meeting every single person there and, 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 and having, you know, conversations. Um, and I, like that was sort of the that was the first time we hung out and sort of the first time I could sort of see that we had something in common, that it was really about kind of, you know, what's this group about? Who else can I talk to? You know, what do they have to you know, what's their perspective? Um, so that was a really cool start. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a very good point uh, how we connect. And I think also remember the fact that we both came from New York. Yeah. Right. So we were talking about like, oh, I mean, like literally, I think I mean, I think I landed uh, a couple of months before you were pretty fresh in, in, in L.A. Yeah. And so we started talking about New York, sharing our New York stories and all that. And so that was kind of like, you know, a, a connection, right? And that's why I always talk, tell people, it's like, share, talk about your interests, right? Uh, share your stories, put yourself out there because that way you'll find ways to connect with people. Yeah. And at least certainly at that moment, it's like, all right, you know, and obviously you're a cool guy and we had similar interests and we stayed in touch. Yeah. Because we knew that we, we were both on the same journey, which was to transition to script. So we would kind of check in 
every once in a while. Yeah. Yeah. What, what are you doing? How's it going? You know, uh, you know, what, what's up with you? What have your, you know, what's, what's going well, what's not going so well, you know, all that stuff, that stuff has to start somewhere and you, you know, you, you got to put yourself out there and you got to meet people and, uh, and, you know, put yourself out of your comfort zone. Absolutely. So, you know, take us back to that time, I guess, when you were trying to make that transition. Yeah. Uh, kind of walk us through maybe some strategies that you were implementing to make that happen. Maybe things that you were feeling at the time, because I know it could be very stressful and difficult uh, emotionally. Yeah. So maybe just take us back to that time and, and tell us about your experience. Yeah, absolutely. It took me a long time to um, say to myself, okay, going back to assistant is probably the best path forward. You know, I've been cutting for a long time, cutting TV shows and, and, and other things. And when you get to that certain point in, in the edit chair, you, you, there's, there might be a tendency to hold on tightly to that position um, and say like, no, I can't take a step back. And so I think there's a lot of, there are a lot of emotions involved in that. You know, there is, you know, there's pride, there's, you know, there's your financial security. Um, there's just the, you know, the willingness to, to learn and do new things. And, you know, it, it's, I think it's very human to, to resist those things again, to like to stay inside your comfort zone. And so, you know, it took me, uh, it took me a long time and, you know, through, you know, meeting people like you and, you know, and chatting with Zach and working with Zach, um, you know, in, in his program, um, you know, I find it took me, you know, it took me, I remember when I was finally ready to, to say, okay, I'm ready to take a step back. And it was, it was December or November. Um, I think of the, of that same, you know, maybe of the following year. Um, but it was, you know, it was right around the time that, uh, I, so I was doing some short films, you know, I was like, all right, let me take a short film. You know, I've got my, my standard TV stuff, but let me do as much as I can in scripted and, um, you know, I was really, uh, I was really overloading too, because, you know, I had, um, you know, kids at home and, uh, young, you know, they're young. And then I was doing, you know, the, the, the high pressure work of unscripted. And then I was, you know, trying to work in the scripted. Um, and so, you know, it was a big step forward to just say, you know what, I've got to, I got to make, a, I can't half step this. I got to try to make a full transition. So I've got to like plan financially, you know, I can't, I'm not going to have as many options in life. Um, that, you know, maybe, maybe I did, you know, before, so I'm going to have to, you know, plan not just for the next few months, but, but for the next few years. So yeah, th there's a lot that goes into that kind of like psychologically and emotionally. Um, you know, I'm very glad that I, I took those steps, but yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't an easy time. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm glad you bring up kind of like the, the financial aspect of this. And, and, you know, in your case, for example, like you said, you know, you were, you were used to, well, first of all, you, you have a family. You were just moving to LA, trying to you know get settled and start a career in LA. Obviously, you're you're used to your editor rate, and now you're talking about you know taking a step back and you know being an assistant. Maybe I don't know if at times maybe even maybe not necessarily doing uh, you know union work, right? Because just to get that experience, right? But it's important to talk about this kind of financial planning, right? And having say conversations with your loved ones and saying you know I want to do this. How can we do it? There is a way we we do I think have a certain control. We can come up with strategies, budgeting, making sacrifices at times, right? But it's like coming up with ways to, to, to do it. We could still kind of you know, pursue this path, but also, you know, stick with your commitments yeah. or our responsibilities, right? Yeah. And that can be, you know, that can be as hard as the actual work that you end up doing, you know, is, is getting over that hump of, of you, know, uh, you know, managing whatever it is in your lifestyle, you know, whatever it is that, that works for you. 
um, you know, that's, you know, there are, there are sacrifices to be made there to, to, to move along this path, you know, for, for a lot of people, not for everybody, everybody's completely different. Um, you know, it always, you know, it always helps to, you know, the, the sooner, you know, what you, you know, what you want to do, what path you're going to be on, probably the better off that you're going to be. And, that, and that's coming from somebody who, you know, got on this path, um, you know, uh, later in life, but, you know, there's pluses and minuses to that too, in that, like, there's a lot of stuff that I feel like I do have kind of handled, um, that I might not have had handled, um, you know, back in my early twenties. Um, and so there's, there's always going to be pluses and minuses whenever you get on the path, whenever you say to yourself, you know, this is the, this is the right thing for me. No, exactly. I mean, look right now, you know, I'm back to do my one-on-one mentoring sessions and I, and this is a conversation that I have a lot with my mentees. Uh, you know, some people ask me, you know, you know, why, or they, they haven't defined their goals completely just yet, right? They want to try things. And I tell them, you know what, it's fine. You got to go out there and figure out what you want to do, right? But I think the sooner you can kind of define those goals and pick that path, the better. Because just like you, myself, I transitioned later in my career. I mean, I was 37, right? I was able to do it just as you were, but it was challenging. You know, I mean, that, that, so when, you know, one of these times, you know, like a case in point, so, you know, you and I were, um, we met on this hike and we were also, you know, we'd see each other at, uh, you know, BCPC meetups and we'd see each other at uh, Lassie Pug as well. Um, and I remember a very specific point when, you know, I was, you know, I was still straddling the world. You know, and like we would, you know, we'd see each other and we'd talk and like then we, you know, the presenters would come up and, you know, we'd talk a little bit after and talk to other people. And I remember I had like a, I had like a, I was doing, um, you know, I was doing a short film and I was also uh, doing the unscripted stuff, um, you know, while trying to generate, you know, other opportunities and something, uh, something uh, had come my way and you had a lot of experience and were like, you know, a, a great guy. And I was like, you know, I was like, hey, Joaquin, like I heard about this thing. Like, are you, are you possibly interested and you're like, you know, I'm really trying to focus on scripted. You know, you were just like, I'm, you know, I'm, I've, I've taken the step where I'm going to, I'm going to pursue a scripted opportunity. This is even before your, your first thing came up, but that like, that put, that was like a first kind of like person that I knew and was getting to know kind of well, who was like, look, like I'm going to commit in a way to this. Um, and that, that I remember we were, we were in the lobby at Lassie Pub. Uh, you know, there's the theater and, you know, yeah, and we're, we're in that lobby. <laughs> And, uh, and we, you know, we were just, we were having one of our chats and I was like, oh yeah, I heard about this thing. And, you know, you're very nice. We're like, yeah, I'm gonna, you know, thank you for that, but I'm going to, I'm, this is the path that I'm going down. Um, and that, you know, it's just, it created a memory for, for me and, um, you know, hopefully influenced me. <laughs> no, man, you just, I mean, it's funny just bringing up these, these, uh, memories just takes me back, but it's also, no, it's good to hear that, you know, uh, it's funny how we were really together working through this and, and so kind of really supporting each other in different ways. Um, but yeah, you're right. I mean, like, that's the thing. I, I do believe that at some point, someone who is trying to transition has to d- d- say, I- I'm going for it. Yeah. Because I think it's also about, well, first of all, getting that, getting those right credits, that right experience, but also just simply, I think, putting that energy out there and now making that kind of flipping that switch and saying, now I'm working scripted. Like, this is how I'm going to sell myself. This is who I am now. Like this, uh, me being an unscripted editor or assistant or whatever, like that's, that's gone. Yeah. You know, I, I went in and like, you know, changed everything on my resume. I, I took out the word editor, you know, I took down my website. I mean, everything was like, I became now an assistant editor. hundred percent. So, I mean, that, that was, uh, that was such a, the, the, talk about the resume thing. So, you know, I did the same thing, um, you know, later on where, you know, I've got, you know, a couple of dozen TV credits 
and I took them all off at one point. It was sort of a slow transition, but you know, before it was the phone book. It was like everything I've done, you know, look at all this stuff. And like that, you know, for somebody at a certain, you know, point in their path, that might be a good thing. But for me, it was at, at this time, it was time to say goodbye to all that. Um, and it was time to, you know, to be, you know, laser focused and only put the, you know, the type of stuff up there that, you know, applied to what I wanted next. Um, and, you know, that takes a little while, but that has helped enormously. Now, now people, now people just see, um, you know, the parts that, you know, that point me in the direction that I'm going as opposed to, you know, an entire biography. Um, but that was, you know, kind of like we talked about just like, like letting go and, and, and taking a little bit of a risk and being out of the comfort zone. Um, that resume was a part of it. Where do you think things started changing for you? Where you started then now getting those scripted opportunities and, and what did you remember doing uh, that allowed you kind of to start going down the, the right path? Yeah, I mean, you know, certainly, you know, you know, a willingness to, you know, do something that uh, I might not like doing with a, with a further goal in mind. You know, being willing to, you know, do the grunt work of assisting, um, you know, even though I believe that I'm capable of, you know, pitching ideas to the showrunner and and taking his ideas or her ideas or making a third idea. It's being willing to do the the asset management. And so I think the, the willingness to, um, you know, to work for, for a purpose that's down the road um, is, is really one of the, you know, the biggest things that is the biggest thing that, that put me there. So talk about, I guess, now your his first opportunity in, in scripted television. You went in as an assistant editor. Do you remember kind of how you, how you got that first shot at being an assistant editor in scripted television? Yeah, of course. So, yeah, so I was, um, you know, I had known, you know, uh, I met Zach Arnold on the same day that you and I met. And I, uh, you know, worked with him in his program and we kept in touch. Uh, and then, you know, I had, he knew that, you know, I was, you know, looking to, to, to break in. Uh, and so, you know, it's like a year, uh, about a year later, um, you know, I was working on an, an unscripted show and, you know, his assistant um, had uh, taken some time off to uh, get married. Uh, and then there was a, there was a, there was a spot open and he was looking to, you know, you know, to, to train someone basically. And so, you know, we, um, you know, we were already, you know, we were already like hanging out on, you know, on a friend basis and doing you know, Spartan race training and, and, and we, yeah, we'd already done a race together that a race that you were on. I want to get, uh, there's a story I want to tell about that. <laughs> oh, um, <no. laughs> yeah, no, it, it, it's another, it's another, it's another character building moment uh, for, for me uh, uh, because you were there actually. So, so yeah, so, you know, you know, he, um, you know, there was an opportunity, you know, I already had the, um, you know, I already, I had already um, rostered with the union, you know, you've got to be rostered with the union, you've got to get some experience, you know, before you can accept a union assistant editor job. And the unscripted TV shows that I've been working on for a long, long time, uh, qualified me for that. So that's, that was a hurdle I didn't necessarily have to get over right away. And, but, you know, a year in advance, like even before we met on the hike, I was working it out. I, was, I, would, I had to write letters to the producers uh, of those shows and so and say, hey, you know, the union needs, you know, proof that I worked, you know, so that I can get on the roster. And you, know, you don't pay anything when you join the roster. You're just ready to, to accept work. And so, you know, I had to prepare myself that way and, and, and did so. Um, and then, yeah, so Zach needed somebody. 
uh, and, you know, and liked me well enough to give me a shot. Uh, and so I got on to his first season of Cobra Kai, which was uh, season two of Cobra Kai at Sony. Uh, and I got the privilege of, you know, spending six months in a dark room uh, trying to figure out what I was doing. Uh, and, and, you know, that was, it's, I was like, a, you know, there, it's a whirlwind, um, but it's, but it's well managed too, because again, there, there are a lot of people around to, um, to, you know, ask questions to. Um, and you know, there's, you know, if you show good attitude, there's a lot of people who are willing to help you, um, you know, beyond just your editor, but yeah, I had to learn everything. I had to learn, you know, what the dailies workflow was. I had to learn what the paperwork flow was. I had to learn, you know, who, you know, what goes to what vendor when, um, and then there's, you know, politics that goes along with all of that. And you don't want there to ever be politics, but politics is, you know, might just be, you know, managing up and, you know, trying to keep everything smooth and humming and, and just, you know, keep a positive vibe and positive energy out there. And so I was learning all of that at once. Um, and yeah, that was my, that was my step into the world um, of assisted in editing and scripted. Well, I want to kind of then start talking about this idea of being prepared for big opportunities, right? Because we'll go now talk about this, uh, you know, working with Zach on Cobra Kai. You know, you obviously, like you said, you learned a lot on the job, right? You weren't, it's not like you came in and you're like, I know the assistant editor workflow and script and I know everything, I know the politics. Because some things it's like you, you just like, for example, like the politics, you know, reading a room, all those things. It's like you have to go through it, right? Yes. But you were certainly prepared in some way. You just, I mean, you walked in. I'm assuming at least saying, all right, I'm not going to know everything, but I, I got this. Like, I'll figure it out, right? Can you talk about kind of having, I guess, applying that mindset and, 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 and also talking about how you did prepare for this big opportunity? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you absolutely have to say, you know, I got this. You know, it's, it's going to be a bit of a leap of faith. And I think that, you know, you have to, I think that actually like personally, you have to, um, you know, be okay enough with yourself to understand that like, you're going to make some mistakes and that, you know, this doesn't net, you know, if you make a mistake at work today, uh, that does not necessarily define who you are and you need to be able to pick yourself up and, and, and dust yourself off and go back to work with a good attitude. But you also have to balance that by being the kind of person who says, I'm going to do everything that I can to not make the same mistake twice. Um, I think, I think that that is the balance, uh, is, you know, just being you know, willing to forgive yourself, but also being willing to push yourself and to, you know, I, I think there's a lot of mental preparation that goes along with that. And I don't know, you know, for me, whether it was meditation or, um, you know, or talking to other people too, I think that, you know, that's, you know, I think that it's, what you're asking is a really good question because I do remember talking to as many people as I could at the time. And I think that that that's essential advice. So, I mean, I would talk to uh, Zach's old assistant, Chris Visser, and just be like, you know, uh, how do I do X, Y, Z, or, you know, you know, how, you know, what's, what's your approach? Um, you know, you know, even in the middle of all of, all of that, I'm going to uh, BCPC meetups and, and, and talking to other people there who are in similar situations and also, um, you know, trying to get their own opportunities. So, you know, I think it's, I think it's just, uh, you know, I think it's face outward, you know, I think facing outward is, is really the, what helped me prepare for that. And I, I'm naturally kind of an introverted you know, kind of guy. Um, but you've got to face outward a little bit and you've got to, uh, you know, I'll say it, I'll say it 10 more times. You have to get out of your comfort zone and you have to be willing to, um, to fail and to learn and to, um, and to keep going. 
It's that mindset. It's like really being willing to take risks and saying, hey, you know what? It's okay to fail and going for it. And also a big part of it, you know, I want to say, though, that you're right about, you know, this idea of talking to people. Sometimes it's just you want to talk to people. You need that support, like emotional support. And the way I found it, just like the same way you did, because we pretty much kind of did the same thing, uh, is like BCPC, right? Finding communities, finding communities and saying, hey, you know what? I'm not the only one out here doing this. And it sometimes it really is. And I have this conversation a lot. It's like, sometimes I just need to talk it out with someone. That's all it is. And someone, because obviously we have our friends and family. Sure, that's great. But someone who is going through the same thing as I am, who is working in the same industry, right? That's, that's different. And that's what you find through these post-production communities, which are a lot of great ones in LA. I mean, it's, I, yeah, I, I couldn't say it better. It's, um, you, you got to have a reference group. Um, and, you know, and, and, and it's not just a reference group, but it's, you know, it's people who, you know, you, you know, you're, you connect to, um, and, you know, I want, I've listened to your podcast with, with Augie Rexach. Am I saying his name right? Shout out to him too. <laughs> yeah. If you're like, I want to say to, to your listeners, if you're listening to this right now, press pause, stop and go listen <laughs> to his because, you know, he, uh, and, and then come back and, and listen to this because I, you know, really there's, there is so much good stuff in there about, um, you know, uh, whatever you want to call it, you know, whether it's building a community or having friends or, or having a reference group. I mean, you don't have to go over the top in terms of defining it. Um, but it, um, you know, it, it's so, it's so, it's crucial. It's crucial. If you want to, if you want to, in my opinion, if you want to move yourself through and into and through this world at the best sort of pace that you can, um, I think it's essential. I think it's the thing that you have to do. I think that if you, you know, if you start, you know, at a young age and you sit in a room and you're just depending on your work, like, you may get there. You, you may get where you want to get. Um, and it may take you a long time. But if you want to really, if you want to make progress, I think you, you've got to learn from people. And it's, it's about learning from people. It's not just like, oh, hey, we're all friends. It's about learning from them. And so, Again, you know, shout out to BCPC because, like, you know, this is another thing that you and I would do the same thing. I'd be like, oh, you're going to BCPC tonight? Like, yeah, I'm going to BCPC. Oh, like, I'm volunteering at the table. Or, oh, yeah, I'm volunteering at the table from, you know, 7.30 to 8.30. And, you know, you can – and, like, so we, I think we both had that, that same mindset. And, you know, you sit at that table. It's a welcome table. And, you know, you're just giving people stickers, you know, and it's, it's a big meetup of post people in LA. So you can, you know, you can talk to people and there's a lot of great people to talk to, but you, you know, I, one of the nights, you know, you know, I had already met uh, Monica Salazar, Moni Salazar, you know, and like there she's, she's sitting at the table and like, Oh, like, you know, who you're talking to, you're talking to someone who just edited like a couple of really big features. Like she hadn't edited those features at the time, but like she's a great person. And like, you're not necessarily like, you know, you're not trying to get on the inside of like everything that she's doing, but you're getting to know someone. And then, you know, you are, you're talking to other people and not like, I, like people like Moni Salazar, people like, you know, Matt Latham, people um, like uh, Megan Wilbur, um, like you're meeting these people. Like I've never, I've worked with any of those people, but I feel like I could call any one of those people or message any one of those people and say like, and, and ask a question. And, and it could be a specific question. It could be a general question. It could be, hey, do you know so-and-so? Um, you know, I haven't worked with them before, but I have a meeting with them or something like that. And so, I mean, that is that, that to me, you know, as somebody who landed in LA five years ago uh, and is trying to make progress on this path, 
um, you know, that has been one of the biggest difference makers for me. Oh, man, I'm so glad you brought that up uh, because you're right. I mean, I feel like during that time, there was like, I like to say it was kind of like that, that our generation that we're all trying to do the same thing, right? We're all trying to get into to script it. And at this point, I think, I, I mean, there's many more names that I could mention that are, they're working on these big projects now. They, they've done that. They've taken that step. And I could honestly, like you said, message them, call them right now and have a conversation and, and you know, whatever. We could refer each other for work. Right at the time, we were all, you know, we were all trying to do the transition, right? At that time, but we 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 met each other and and kind of developed a relationship and and enough so, like like you said, right now, we either call or message, right? And and it'd be like nothing. Never five years haven't passed by. Yeah, yeah, and that, I mean, it's very similar to. I was working on a short film, a short comedy film that I'm I'm very proud of. I think it's fantastic, and I wanted to I wanted to show it to you. And then you were like, you had there was something. Uh, a software we were looking at together. So there was a little bit of technical and a little bit of creative, but uh, I came over to your place, uh, to your old apartment, um, just because like we, you know, we both had, had some time in between jobs. And so I was showing you the film, we were talking about it and, you know, we were reviewing some other stuff and there was this, uh, there, there's, a, there's a, a well-known feature film editor that a friend of mine had gotten me a phone call with. And this is before I'd ever been hired and scripted. Um, and so, you know, I've been playing phone tag with this person for, you know, for, I don't know, like four weeks, like kind of, it was kind of getting to like dangerous phone tag times. Like, I don't want this person to, you know, stop, you know, you know, calling me back or pick up. And I was like, but you and I were right in the middle of something. And I, you know, and I looked at the phone and it was this person and I was like, you know, I should, I'll, I'll, I'll call this person when I have time. And you just looked at it and you were like, take the phone call <laughs> like, stop, stop what we're doing and take the phone call. And I was like, okay, yeah, I should take this phone call. And I took the phone call and, uh, and, I, and I chatted with this guy um, and it was a great conversation. He connected me with someone who is another, um, you know, a good friend of his who is uh, really far along in this business who I just met with last week and had like an amazing uh, iced coffee with up in Silver Lake and who's somebody, you know, who does great, pro- like some of the best projects that, uh, that I would want to work on is this person that I was connected to from this other person. And, you know, it's, it's one of these things like having you be like, like, you know, look at me, be like, take the phone call, like stop what you're doing and take the stupid phone call. I mean, it's, it's just really helpful to have, you know, people who are your reference group, who can tell you, who can give you those little bits of advice. You have to do so much of this stuff on your own and figure out so much, um, that, you know, having people is, is just huge. Oh, absolutely, man. That's, and that's the thing about like, say, well, either having a, a friend who's kind of, you know, going through the same journey as, as yourself or is working the same thing, or honestly, like having a, a mentor, right? It's this ability for someone else to say, look, Hey man, I, I, I don't think you've seen this from this angle, or maybe you, didn't, you haven't caught on to this. You know, I'm here to tell you, like, maybe you should pay attention to this, right? Kind of have that kind of, you know, external point of view. Because sometimes, because you said like we're we're dealing with so much at times, I mean we'll miss something, and so that's why it's important to have that support group. And you know, again, whether it be a friend or or uh, or a mentor, right? I mean, I certainly through my time now in LA have had several mentors. Yeah, right. I couldn't have done this by myself. Yeah, by no means. But hey, so I want to move on now. Obviously, you're 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 you work on Cobra Kai, and then you know we end up working together. Season three of Marcos Mexico starts up. We end up teaming up. 
which was amazing, right? Because uh, we're friends. And it's like, well, pff, I, it's going to be a great time. <laughs> right? And, and then, of course, you, you do good work. I mean, I mean it was, I never questioned it. It was like, all right, let's go. Quickly kind of talk about, though, I do want to get your experience, though, working on Narcos Mexico. Yeah. Uh, because it was different from the stuff you were doing before, obviously, because of the, the Spanish side of it. And again, I got to commend you for coming in prepared, man, to like, I mean, like the first couple of days you were talking Spanish and you, and I was like, dude, man, I mean, you, you picked that up pretty well, <laughs> right? And you were even like, again, getting some technology, some headphones that were like translating the words, right? It's like, dude, this guy's crazy, man. He, I mean, but he's, <laughs> but he's committed, right? Um, and, and I mean, you would do the subtitling as best as you could and I'm, you got better at it. Obviously, as we went along, you, you know, you picked up the language. So just kind of maybe talk about, uh, that aspect of working on, say, uh, on a, on a different show such as Narcos Mexico. Yeah. Frankly, I love talking about this because I had a really good time working on Narcos and, you know, we, you know, we were up and down with like everybody was with COVID and, and first we were in the office and then we, you know, finished out of the office, but you know, I have, uh, you know, there's, there's one, there's one, you know, story that I want to tell about, you know, when I started you know, on Narcos Mexico. So uh, I came in as your assistant and you've been, you've been bumped up after assisting and co-editing for the, uh, the first two seasons. Um, and so the, the first, you know, three weeks, uh, I want to say that I was on the show, you know, we were at the office in Santa Monica in Lantana. And, uh, and, you know, we, of course, we, you know, went kind of remote from there, we, you know, I don't know, four weeks, whatever, we ended up going remote and staying remote. Um, but, you know, I got to, you know, really meet the team and I got to, you know, be around the team. And I have really specific memories about starting out. So, you know, I think that, you know, you had confidence in me, you knew Zach, you knew me, you knew that I was going to, uh, you know, do my best and, and I was going to be, you know, open-minded. Um, but what was really sort of interesting and, and fun to see was, was uh, the, the other editors, you know, when I first came in, they were like, yeah, nice to meet you. But the, you know, the energy was like a feel you out kind of a thing. And, 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 you know, and, you know, th those people, you know, Garrett and, and John and, and, and Ugo, you know, it, what was what was kind of cool about that, it, it actually spoke, it spoke a lot about how they felt about you, because I could tell that they were, in a sense, um, I don't want to say protective of you, but they wanted to make sure this was your first season uh, cutting that show. And they wanted to make sure I could tell they wanted to make sure before I was like accepted, that that the person supporting you was going to give you you know the best it was going to give you what you deserve in that in that position so i remember that energy of like it's kind of a feel you out thing and you know i you know and i think that you know and that's just then that's something that you move through people see you know like you're talking about i'm doing my best to do my best for you and for the show and you know, it's about, you know, never putting yourself above, above the show, right? That that's, that's what people want to see is that like in every interaction, um, in, in, in the small things and the big things that you're doing, you're not making it about you, you're making it about, you know, this whole thing. And that like that team, like those, those people clearly were so uh, like rooting for you and were so, uh, you know, behind you that it's, it's just this, like reinforcing like, like amount of respect is that they all wanted your success and that was tangible and that was visible. And so I was kind of like, I was like, cool. I got this. I just have to be me. I just have to, I just have to work hard and, and be, you know, and be open to, to suggestions. So that was really cool. And then, you know, as, you know, as we, you know, we went up and down through COVID and we, you know, we got into, um, you know, director's cut and producer's cut um, for, for uh, the first episode 
you know, I think that, you know, by then I had earned that trust and that felt really good where, you know, if I was, you know, if I'm messaging one of, one of those people and saying, Hey, like, you know, you know, I'm wondering about X, Y, Z, like you're, they're going to, they're going to message you right back. Cause they know that you like, you value their time that you, um, that you, you've tried your best to, you know, to, 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 to address it, whatever it is. So that was really cool. So I felt like I gelled with the team really well in that sense. No. Yeah, man. I mean, look at Narcos Mexico, it, it, it is a tight family. You know, I mean, I think that show, even since the, the Columbia days, I mean, there's, you know, there's been a lot of d- different people working on it, but it is like a family. I think even people that I talked to who, that I didn't work with, it's still that, like that Narcos connection, right? And yeah, no, I mean, look, and, and we'll get into kind of that aspect of it, of like working with such a tight knit group and how it's important to kind of try to stick with that group, you know, and develop a relationship because it could be, you know, very beneficial for, for your career. And obviously also like, you know, look, for example, like I, that group gave me so many opportunities, not only with Narcos Mexico, but I followed a couple editors outside of that show. And like, really, honestly, like since I started working on that show, I just stuck with that team working on other shows until eventually uh, I got bumped up. And look, honestly, like me getting bumped up, I mean, it took a lot of support from people working on the show and then people who were not even on the show at that point still had to had my back. And so that's the thing. Again, going back to like finding that support is that, you know, it's so important because we need someone to vouch for us to push us through at that finish line. Yeah. Yeah. I I couldn't say it any better myself. It's, it's that support is, uh, it's everything in a way because so many people can, uh, you know, do one part of the job, but if you're not, uh, if you're not supporting other people, um, people, you know, aren't going to support you back. Totally, man. Well, so then we're going to move into now then, you know, we, you and I are working on two episodes, episode, uh, four and eight. Suddenly I have to leave and I say to you, well, are you ready? Right. If I, if I leave, like, I want to bring you along. I, I obviously I want to work with you, but, and this is, we still didn't know, you know, if they would say they being the post-producer and, and the producers, if they would put you in the seat, but I said to you, Hey man, if that conversation comes up, because I knew it was going to come up, right? Because I, I know my people, right? And I said, I said to you, look, man, I want to bring you along to this next show, but if they gave you an opportunity to, to finish the episode, and of course, you would get a co-edit, are you ready? Right? And so, were you ready? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, 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 was, I was ready to be asked that question. And, you know, I think I said, you know, I think I said, hell yeah. And I said it with as much bass in my voice as possible. And, you know, I had talked to, uh, there's another editor uh, whose name I want to throw out there, uh, Jordan Goldman, who uh, our friend Garrett had worked with a long time ago. And he had gotten his bump up on The Shield. And he has an amazing story about like his voice breaking when he was asked if he was ready. And then the producer called him and was like, what was that? When you, when you get the call to ask if you're ready, you say, hell yes. And so <laughs> I, I had just had that conversation with, uh, you know, with Jordan, you know, a few weeks before, uh, before I got asked by, you know, by, you know, you, if I was ready. And then, and then later on, uh, you know, by, by our producer, you know, if, if I thought I was ready. Um, and so I was ready for that question and, and was going to say, you know, absolutely yes. Um, and, you know, one of the things, one of the things I remember when you had asked me, uh, you know, if, you know, if I'm ready for that was, yes, I'm ready for that. And if it doesn't happen, I'm not going to have hurt feelings about it, you know? And I, and then I remember going and like changing my website to take off a bunch of other stuff. I was like, just in case, like I get that call, I want, I want my bio to be right, you know, so on and so forth. But 
you know, it was about, um, you know, for, for me, the preparation for that was um, doing everything I could to control it. And then, you know, and then letting the sort of the chips fall where they may and just just believing in myself enough that, yeah, I'm ready. Like I might not. And, and like I've been through enough of these things, too, where it's like you're this close and something doesn't pan out. Um, and, and so you don't hold you try to hold it loosely um, and not hold on to it too tight. Um, but yeah, I, I absolutely felt ready and, and I'm, I'm grateful for that. You know, this is, this is what I want to do. I feel like I can do this. I feel like this is where my strengths are. Um, you know, even if while I'm assisting, I don't always get to, you know, get to work within those strengths, but yeah, man, I was, uh, I was, I remember exactly where I was when I got that phone call. I remember, uh, I pulled over, uh, I remember, I remember our producer's name coming up on my phone. Uh, and I, you know, and he was like, Oh, you know. He's like, I apologize for calling you right now. I was like, <laughs> I was like, yeah, no apologies necessary. Um, Cause it was like, it was like a dinner time hour or something like that when he called. Um, but I was picking up my kids. Um, so yeah. Uh, you know, I, you know, I felt really good about how that all went down. Yeah, man. I mean, yeah, exactly. That's the thing. Like, you know, when you and I talk, I still didn't know. I just, I was just like, I was just like, I know it's going to, it's coming though. And then sure enough, yeah, I get the call as well. And they asked me straight up. You know, is Chris ready? And I, I went into my whole spiel and basically said, uh, yes, he is. And I knew you were. And look, honestly, before that, uh, you know, obviously you you helped me cut a lot of scenes. You know, I just like they did to me, all my editors I work with, you know, you were in the sessions with the director and the producers. You were there every session taking notes. And it was for you to, to learn, right? To get that experience, to get that also that start building that relationship with showrunners, right? And so that's what they did with me. And that was, I mean, very beneficial uh, for my career, uh, I learned so much. Those things I don't think they teach you in film score anywhere, right? It's just like you have to learn on the job. And then knowing you, of course, just knowing you, who you are as a person, I knew that you were at in those sessions listening, paying attention. Obviously, I knew you could edit. That wasn't even a question. Like, I knew you could do it. It was more like, really was like, okay, can you can you sit with the producer? That's really more what it was. You know, it, honestly, that thing is it's really not until you do it. I mean, I know that you were someone that was, that, again, talking about preparation, you, you know, you prepare the best that you can and you you listen, you observe, you you put in that work and I knew you were going to be able to to handle it well. You figure it out. I mean, look, it's a, it's a big opportunity here that you're getting, right? I mean, you start working with the director right away and then we went on to the, with the showrunners. Like, you're coming in hot. <laughs> for, for sure. No, no, no. No backup, right? Like, whereas, whereas a lot, you know, whereas a, a co-edit might more traditionally, you might have the backup of the editor. Um, and, you know, the editor is telling the producers that, you know, you're the one cutting the scenes and, but it's sort of that intermediary. And with you moving on to your new show, um, yeah, it was me. And, you know, and they, you know, they bumped up, uh, you know, one of the, the archival, the archival assistant into, to assist me. And he did a fantastic job, Charlie. Uh, Shout been on this podcast. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> Charlie did a fantastic job, but it was, you know, it was all like, you know, it, it, it was, is in my lap, which is where I want it to be. Um, you know, and at the same time, it's, uh, you know, that is really where, uh, where the rubber hits the road. That's really where, where things start, start going. Um, so, you know, it's, but, you know, I, I learned, I, I think that one of the biggest things that prepared me for that situation is I learned something from everybody. You know, I learned whether, you know, it doesn't matter where you are on the totem pole. It doesn't matter, um, you know, it doesn't matter what. Uh, and, you know, and I've learned a ton from you because we not only because we're, you know, we're friends, but we've worked together and like I'm, I'm doing your sound on your scene. So it's like I'm naturally learning. Um, so there's like there's micro learning and macro learning and like 
you know, one of the things, you know, and it's, you know, you helped get me into, you know, what, you know, Narcos is about. And so, yeah, we can talk about that and we can, we can watch shows, but like, until we're actually working on it, until we're making the thing. Um, and like you're saying, like, sometimes you just need to talk it out. Like that's where you're really, um, you know, getting the experience. It's something that you can turn into, um, you know, something to help move you forward. And like with, with you, you know, one of the things that you do really well as an editor is it's, it's interesting because sometimes the simplest scenes on a big show can be the hardest to cut. And why is that? It's because you've got to make them compelling and interesting, right? And so like, you know, if it's two people uh, at dinner, that might actually be more challenging than, than, you know, something that is like, like a chase or something like that. And, you know, you have a way of, um, of, of opening scenes that, 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 pulls you in, it gives you a little bit of intrigue, right? Like what is, without, without confusing someone, but saying like, what, what exactly am I looking at? What's the dynamic? What are the, where's the tension between these two characters? And the way you choose shots, I feel like consistently in your, in, in your scenes does that. And so like, I'm learning that from you. I've learned a ton from, you know, Zach, who I worked with in terms of, you know, just how does, how does the style uh, match the you know the show that we're working on because every style is not going to work for for every kind of show. Narcos is a big drama. You know, Cobra Kai is you know in in the best sense like a dramedy. It's got drama and it's got comedy and it does those things really well. I worked on some Star Trek and and that's different as well. And so you know you've got to learn from from everybody and you and like I learned from you know I learned the guy Charlie who became my assistant I learned things from him I you know I watch him the way he you know he interacts with with other people um and you know and he's you know he's going to do great because he's got he's got he's got the benefit of so many years ahead of him but you know you've got you know you see like you got to see how everybody's operating in the in the atmosphere you know and then you've got to you got to pay attention um, from your showrunner to to the PA and every everyone in between, and I mean that's something that you know you and the other editors on on Narcos you know do really well. And so, yeah, I mean for me, like I I like I I can't tell you how um, you know like how uh, just happy I was to um, you know be you know to be on that crew and to be doing some of the same things. Absolutely, man. Well, you know, I'm going to save a lot of the details about the experience actually cutting the show for when this thing premieres. I don't know when that is because people ask me, I don't know when it's coming out, but we'll save that. You know, I want to save a lot of that for then. And so now, obviously, well, first of all, I know <laughs> I, know I want to be respectful of your time as well, but I want to start winding this down. But now it's like, all right, where do you go from here, right? You got to co-edit. So you might, you know, still have to, I mean, you are assisting at the moment. Yes, so now talk about, say, uh, how are you trying to navigate now your career? What decisions are you making more? What strategies are kind of, or what more strategic decisions are you taking now? Yeah. How are you, are you approaching it now that you have a co-edit? Yes. And I'm, I'm glad you're asking this because this is something that I need to constantly work on. Like, am I fantastic at, you know, always, you know, you know, generating the next thing and the next opportunity? Like I need to be pushed for that. Um, that's definitely something that, you know, I still have to work on. And I think what it comes down to for me, um, you know, where, where I'm at, I need to continue to talk to other editors and other assistants, but I need to start talking to as many showrunners as I can. And I need to, um, you know, you know, establish those relationships where I can, you know, make those connections where I can, because that's really, 
um, who's going to hire you. Those and, and post producers as well. You know, post producers will will put you out there. Um, but you know, it's, I, I, so, so it seems to me when uh, when a showrunner who's usually you know most often a head writer um, you know gets a show. Um, and, and they start moving. They say, I'm going to hire these editors. And, and those are the, the people who can, um, can, can bring you along. Um, and so that's not, and that's all, also not always easy um, as the, you know, as the editor, assistant editor, as the co-editor who's transitioning, because it's, you know, it's about FaceTime. It's about, you know, being, you know, being in, in the same, in the same atmosphere. And then when you factor, you know, COVID on top of that, you know, and, and us, you know, working more remote and people are meeting less and so on and so forth. So, um, yeah, I need to be meeting, um, you know, as many like, you know, people who are in a position to, you know, to hire me and to, and to give me an opportunity, you know, even though like I've got a decent resume, but, you know, I don't have, you know, I don't have five really good, you know, scripted shows that make me a sort of a no brainer for, uh, for a hire. So, um, so I need to be, you know, doing a mix of, um, uh, trying to meet people who might know people that I already know. And so making a connection through those people. And then there are people out there that I might not have a connection to, but whose work, um, I, I, I love, and so I can reach out to, to those people directly, you know, through, you know, IMDb Pro. I've written to um, agents of people. If you get IMDb Pro, I've written to agents of people that I really admire and just, you know, and just, and just said how much uh, I admire their work. And they pass it on to that person. And then that person has written back to me. So that is absolutely a path that you can use to, to get in touch when you don't have, um, you know, a sort of a more direct connection in your network. Um, so yeah, so I need to be, um, I need to be communicating as much as possible with people who are in a position to, to give me an opportunity and, and people that I can, you know, add value to their projects. Basically, it isn't about, you know, what can you give me? It's like, Hey, you know, I can help you. Totally, man. And also now telling people, putting yourself out there and telling people, Hey, I got a coiter, right? Yeah. You also have to let people know, like straight up say, Hey, you know what? Yeah. How's it going? Guess what? I just wrapped. Narcos Mexico, and I got a co-edit. Yeah, right. You need to also really tell people, hey, like I'm, 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 I'm moving up now. Yes. I mean, going back to this, like we talked about the the, the Narcos Mexico family, because it is, you know, for example, there's two paths you can take. You can go say try to work with this team again, or you know, what's the other option is to go then now you go off and then work with like a different post team, right? That's that's two different things. Yes, and so that's you know, I'm glad you brought that up because. That my strategy right now is to uh, try to stay close with a group, essentially, with a group of people who um, who uh, promote people from from below. So you know you 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 can you can sort of look through credits and you can see if people are coming up from below or if people you know aren't coming up from below so much. Um, and so that is absolutely um, what I'm doing right now is trying to is is trying to stay with a group that I'm in, um, and that might not always work out. Um, but you know, that is, you know, it, again, it, it's everything, it funnels everything that we've been talking about. It's like establishing relationships and it's really, you know, everything that we've talked about comes down to one word. It comes down to trust. And so the more that you work with people, the more they're going to trust you. And so it, and, and, and then, then, you know, trust is always earned. It's never given. It doesn't, it doesn't work that way. And so you're, you're, you know, it's something you, you put in the bank. 
Um, and so that's absolutely what I'm trying to do is, you know, stay with the people who trust me um, and keep uh, and, and trust that they will, um, you know, they will help support me in what I want to do moving forward in the future. It's, it's, it's a two way street in that sense. Um, but it's interesting, you know, the other path is, you know, there, there were a couple things that came up, uh, you know, for this year that, um, that I politely declined that are going to be amazing shows. I can tell you they're going to be amazing shows. Um, and, <laughs> a lot of good stuff and, out there, man. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 that, and that was a really interesting, um, you know, so this was kind of, this was uh, you know, late last month, early this month, where I, um, where I passed on some stuff. And I had great conversations, great interviews. And, um, and you know, this is for you know, assistant positions, maybe with something you know, on, on the other side, you know, or like a couple places, like a really good chance for something. Um, and, you know, I had, you know, I had great interactions going in and out, like with these interviews and with these other editors and saying, you know, hey, I, there's a, there's a, there's a visible chance that I might regret, you know, passing on this. And I can see that, that like, I'm, I, I will write to you and I will let you know if like, oh, I should have done it. I should have taken it. And like, but that's like, that's a good thing. It's like, you have high quality options, right? You, you've got, you know, um, you've, you've got opportunities and you're not going to be able to say yes to everything, um, and so in a sense, you have to, you have to trust your gut. You think it's okay. Let's say, for example, you go off now and work with someone else. Let's say you go assist someone else, another editor. Do you think it's okay to try to, uh, I don't know if it's the right way to put it, to, to negotiate a co-edit or to say, to put that out there and say, Hey, what are the chances of me getting a co-edit with you? Obviously someone that you, let's say you haven't worked with. So, yeah. So I think, um, you know, that it's kind of what it came, you know, it kind of came down to that a little bit for me. And, and, you know, I would sort I sort of couch that with like, look, you know, you know, you, so, so here's the thing too. Like if you're going off to an opportunity like that and that person that you're joining up with is working with a new team for the first time, that's going to be a very hard thing to do. Um, whereas if that person is, if that editor is in season, you know, two, three, four, five, six of another show and they've got an established relationship, they might say, yeah, I want to hire this person. And, you know, I'm going to give them a co-edit because they come highly recommended. I know they can do the job and it actually makes my life easier because, you know, I have this going on in my personal life or I'm writing a script or something like that. So that, you know, it's just about, you know, seeing what the, you know, you know, what's good for them. And it's like, that's the thing. It's like, it has to work for them, right? It's like, you never want to come into a situation where you're like, yeah, like we can work together, but I have to get a co-ed. And it's like, and if that screws them or if that, you know, if that is bad for them, you don't want to be in a situation like that. You want to be in a situation where, where it works for people. Um, but yeah, I do think that, you know, if you're going to go off and work with someone else and you have options and opportunities that yes, if you're trying to advance yourself, like I, I've said that very plainly to people, I said, this is where I'm at. You know, I was, um, you know, I'm, I'm really happy about, you know, getting this credit and I'm trying to build on that. And so I'm looking for the, op where the opportunities are to build on that. Um, and so, yeah, I think that, you know, I think that everybody's approach could be different, but I do think, I do think that those are valid things you can put into the conversation. Um, because, you know, ultimately like, you know, this is, you know, you know there's a business side to all of this and you, um, and you have to be open and you have to be ethical about it, but you also have to put out there what you want and what you're trying to do and not just hope for it. Awesome advice, man. And obviously from someone that has, you know, gotten far in this career, 
who was able to transition from unscripted and then has made great progress up to this point to say getting a co-edit and you're well on your way to getting on that chair, man. It, I mean, you're going to be there soon enough. Well, th- thank you. Thank you very much. And thank you for, I mean, you have shown, you know, I've gotten a lot of support from you. We've had a lot of conversations. Um, you know, we've worked really hard together. You know, we, we you know, we put in time together and, you know, this, you know, being on, I, you know, I am, I am here because, you know, I have, you know, I've, been with other great people is the only reason that I'm here. And, and you're, you're a huge part of that. And, um, and I'm having fun, man. I want to do some more. It's awesome, dude. Yeah, no, it's been great, uh, you know, being on this journey together. And again, uh, thank you for obviously a great experience and all your help on uh, season three of Narcos Mexico. And congrats, dude, on that co-edit. Hey, you know what? I didn't get to hear a story about the uh, Spartan race. The Spartan race. All right, here we go. You can, you know, you can, you can put this, you can put this anywhere in the, in the show that you want. But I hope it's not about me doing like a hundred burpees. <laughs> you, you rocked it on the burpees. You, you totally rocked it. And so, I mean, a lot of people who, who know me, you know, know that uh, Spartan racing or obstacle course racing is, is kind of a hobby of mine. And so, um, you know, I think a lot of people who know me in this, you know, in, in post know that it's just something I do. It's kind of like my hobby. Um, and, but what, uh, you know, so for anybody who doesn't know, like you go out into like the country and you, uh, you, you know, run through, you know, mud puddles and you, you know, jump over fences and you swing from ropes and, you know, it's just, it's, you run a course, basically obstacle course racing. It's a workout. But so what a lot of people don't know is that the very first Spartan race that I did, uh, with Zach Arnold. Um, you were also on that race, uh, and, and I, don't, I don't think almost anyone knows that. Um, and so we you were, me up. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, I also, I also remember too, that like, you were like, I need a ride to the Spartan race. Cause like he had a little team. I remember being the first one, like, I'm going to drive you like, like right away. Like that was kind of, that was as part of the thing. It's like you like, Oh my God. Yeah, like, let's like, let's hang out and talk about, you know, life while we're driving up down. And it's like, I'll drive you up and back. Like, yeah. Um, so like on that, on that race, it was my first Spartan race and we, uh, you know, I had trained a lot for it because it was like, I don't want to let, like I'm following Zach and we all know that he is, uh, you know, quite ninja an athlete. warrior. Yeah. He's, like, American yeah, ninja he's, warrior. Yeah, he's an American ninja warrior. <laughs> he's, 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 he's an athlete. And, you know, I, so I'm, I'm training, like I'm going to, you know, make the best of this, this is about preparation. Right. So it's you and me and, and another friend of ours. Um, and that, uh, the other person, it was four of us, um, you and me and Zach and another friend of ours. And that person, uh, hadn't trained quite as well. Um, and was, uh, was a bit, uh, was a bit sort of overwhelmed by the race. And I remember, um, I remember how I felt. I remember that I felt, um, we were out on the course and I remember feeling a little bit anxious about that and a little bit like, come on, I want to move this along. And, you know, I don't think I was saying anything, but I remember how I felt. And, you know, but it's, you know, it's a team environment. So, you know, you know, you, you, it just sort of is what it is. But what I remember about you was that you would not let this person fall behind is that you were, uh, no matter how this person was struggling and was, you know, kind of having a hard time, you know, coping and, uh, you know, was you know, on the ground for a bit and that you wouldn't let that person, you know, you were always with that person, you know, helping them up. And I think we were all encouraging them. But it was it was a real character moment, and you were willing to put all of us, you know, ahead of, of anything that you wanted to do that day, um, and that you know that kind of showed me, you know, maybe maybe if I I was acting that way but not quite feeling that way, that kind of put me. Um, that was a really good reference for where I should be. Um, but that's you, like that's how I see you, and that's how I see 
um, you know, why the Narcos team wanted you, not only because you're a good editor, but because of the kind of person you are, uh, that, that kind of like, you just, that's kind of who you are. Like it's, it's patience, it's like, uh, and their support. And it's like, um, so that was, you know, for me, that was a, that was a really good, um, you know, check for that day. And, and yeah, I have to say, I was, uh, I was kind of admiring, you know, where you were, where you were coming from that day. So I've, I've given you a lot and you're going to have to edit that, you know, <laughs> and, and, or, or you can just throw it out. But, um, but that, that really, right. I mean, you, you remember what was going on that day, oh, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, totally, man. And thanks for that. I mean, look, look, yeah, I, you know, I believe, you know, in teamwork and that's the thing. That's what I apply here, uh, say on a show, whether I'm, I'm assisting or if I'm an editor and have an assistant, right. We're working together. We got, we're in this together. Yeah. And, Again, like a lot of people have supported me. I couldn't have done this by myself. So I want to do the same thing. And I just believe, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I guess it comes from my upbringing. I don't know where it comes from, but I just do believe in, in, in teamwork, honestly. And I think that's the way to build better relationships and to be more supportive of each other. And, and you know, we're pushing each other, encouraging to move forward together, right? As, as someone who's, you know, as someone who's, you know, just works, you know, for you and alongside you, I think it's a big reason you're, you're, that kind of stuff is a big reason why you're where you are. It's like, you know, it's like the opposite of ruthlessness, you know, <laughs> like, like, you know, you know, someone might say like, like, Oh, you know, you got to go out there in the business and have like a killer instinct. And it's like, no, it's, it's kind of like, you got to be good at what you do, but you got to be coming from a very, a very different place, which is, uh, which has been cool to see, man. I'm, I'm, I feel fortunate that, that, you know, that I've been around to see and learn from that. Well, thanks, man. Talk about support. You carry me on your shoulders at the Spartan race, dude. <laughs> so I don't, I don't know how you did that because I was definitely like probably like 20 pounds heavier, <laughs> dude. <Pop> squats. <laughs> uh, dude, Chris, I know you got to go, dude. I'm sorry for keeping you here so long, but I mean, we could keep on going forever. Talk about sto all these stories. We live these memories. But again, dude, thanks for all your hard work. You know, it's, it has been great working with you and, and sharing this journey. And I hope we can certainly uh, do it again soon, man. For sure, man. It's been my pleasure. Thank you. Such a great time chatting with my good friend, editor, and assistant editor, Chris Cavanaugh. He's made such incredible progress in his scripted TV career, and it's those things he mentioned, like getting out of his comfort zone, building relationships, finding support from others, and putting in the work to prepare himself for big opportunities that have led him to now getting his first co-editing credit on a hit Netflix show. And I have no doubts that he'll be in that editing chair full-time very soon. Thanks again for listening to episode 21 of the Hollywood Editing Mentor Podcast. Please share this episode with anyone that aspires to be a film and television editor in Hollywood or that's currently assisting and is looking to get bumped up to editor. Lots of great advice here from someone who's proven that these concepts work. My name is Joaquin Elizondo, the creator of the Hollywood Editing Mentor Program. Stay safe, stay positive. Stay positive.